rocking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 203, which we are recording on St. Patty's Day. Oh, St. Patty's Day. I feel bad for all you out there who are pagan, because the Irish are coming for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that includes me. I am uh, I am a pagan. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish I've also are got coming. Irish blood. But I've also got a bit of Irish blood, so... I don't know. You can call me a fence walker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode. Eric does have some, uh, for the lack of a better term coming to mind anyway, thematic songs for this day, and we'll get to those uh, a little bit later on when we do a uh, great cover-to-cover album. Uh, before we get to our new tracks for the show, let's do a quick rundown of what has come out and what is coming out. We'll start back on March 7th. Transitions put out a new single called After Dark, 1134, and that is 1134 spelled out. No numbers there. Uh, they put out Reality Filter also on the 7th. Lamonta put out a new single called Sugar Crash. Gumbleed put out Punks Save the Human Race. Stay tuned next episode on 204. Uh, we're playing a track off of it. Again, uh, March 10th. The, those Russian words, I forget even what I said they were last episode. I'll look them up here in a moment because I forgot already. Uh, on the 12th, the Rum Jacks put out Hestia. Slope put out Street Heat. D-Cracks put out Serious Issues. Ship Thieves put out Eruption. Dollar Signs put out Hearts of Gold. There was a four-way split on Rad Girlfriend Records with Mackie, The Slow Death, Tilt Wheel, and Spoilers. It's called Nice One. Los Hell Gamblers put out Crossbone Prince. That's a single. That's out on Batcave Records. On the 15th, Nervous SS and Rat Cage put out Scopey versus Sheffield. Total Massacre put out a new single called Pick Your Poison. On the 16th, Slander Tongue put out, or will be putting out, Ride. It's an EP coming out Friday the 19th. Safety is putting out Greetings from the Sunshine State EP on the 19th. Space Cadet will be putting out their... Uh, full length there, Lion on a Leash. Kings Never Die will be putting out It's What We Live For on the 26th. Kill the Con Man putting out Operation Just Cause also on the 26th. And then I figured I'd throw in a couple releases for the 31st. The Analogs, the name of the album is spelled C-H-W-D-P. They are from Poland, so that's probably a word in Polish. I just don't know what it is. And then on the 31st, Punk and Disorderly Records will be putting out a compilation called International Mayhem. Eric, anything I missed? Anything you're looking forward to? Well, there's a few that I am looking forward to. Well, one in particular is the uh, new EP from Show Me the Body. The EP is called Survive, slated to release this Friday, March 19th. And uh, a couple of stuff that's already come out. There was one that came out yesterday. One band called Total Massacre released another single called Pick Your Poison. Nice, yes. Yeah, and that is a wonderful, wonderful track that came off of them. Uh, also been uh, jamming the uh, <clears throat> uh, Trapped in This World album from Terror. 
Awesome. Yeah. 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 And that's a uh, jamming that a lot today. And it's just getting me so aggro and so pumped up like a good hardcore record should. And, and yeah, they're all redos of their, uh, of some of their oldest tracks and damn, the energy is still there. <laughs> that's awesome. Good stuff. Also, uh, and also on the uh, metal spectrum, I think I talked about this um, last time, but just in case on the, uh, uh, last week on the 12th of March, I Hate God released their History of Nomadic Behavior, which is a which is an album that's been on repeat for me since its release. It's so good for all you sludge heads out there. Give it a listen. I'm sure that you will find something, if not all of it, with love. <laughs> Excellent. Before we get into your new track, uh, we'll do a couple quick translations with the help of Google Translate, so take that for what it is. So the name of that band uh, from Russia is Paimayu Nakaju. There you go, Paimayu Nakaju, and it translates to Catch, Punish. So that's the name of the band, and again, that release uh, came out on March 10th. The name of the release from that band is, uh, it translates to Course, C-O-U-R-S-E, and uh, Coors is, I guess, how you pronounce it. Coors. Kurs, and it's you know the letters in Russian to me, being an English speaker, looks like K Y P C, but it's pronounced Kurs, K U R S. Essentially, is what Google Translate is telling me. So there you go. That release is coming out on the tenth. And for anybody who is curious about the Analogs release, uh, we'll get a translation from Polish, uh, from Welsh. Ain't no damn Welsh. <laughs> the Welsh. Let's see if that even. Good. Uh, yeah, C H W D P. Google Translate is trying to translate it from Welsh, which doesn't help. Let's see if Polish helps. Did you mean H? No, fuck that. All right, it <laughs> isn't helping. Let's move on, Eric. Fuck Google Translate. <laughs> right. Stupid thing. That's why I said take it for what it's worth. Goose, Google Translate. Let's jump into some new music. Eric, how are you going to kick the show off? Well, I'm going to kick the show off with a, another thing that was on my list of stuff that came out recently that I really enjoy. And there was a split that came out between the band Gulch and Tsunami. Now, I chose the... Uh, I, I chose one of the uh, tracks on the Gulch side because I've been... Uh, I've been oozing with love for these guys since I discovered them a few months ago. They are such a tremendous blend of like really crusty metal tinged gutter punk. And man, it just feels, it just feels dirty listening to it, but they are so good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tsunami on the other hand, I feel like I'm going to give them their just desserts in a, in either the next episode or the one after, because they did a good job on the, uh, on the B side to this one or air side, you know, a side, B side, it's a split, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So Gulch on their side, they are, they definitely hold their own. They got some, they got some good grimy uh, distortion coming out of their, coming out of their pores, just oozing right out. And I chose the song Bolt Swallower. One, for the reason that Gulch, as far as I've listened to, don't really have a lot of songs that are over a minute and a half or two minutes long. They are pretty, they're pretty sporadic. They get in, get out. That's, uh, that's always been their uh, motif, but you know when it hits you. 
Now this one just clocks in at over four minutes long. So that's pretty much double the length of an average gulch length of the, of one of their uh, usual tracks. Right. But yeah, it feels, uh, it doesn't feel like those four minutes go by. They take up every single second. They take advantage of it. They know what they have to say, how they're going to say it and how it's presented. And it just, it just works for these guys. So so yeah, maybe you will agree with me. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll get bored about halfway through. But me, I had to listen to this a bunch of times just to make sure that I was choosing the right one. It is the right one. Both their tracks on uh, on the split that they did are wonderful. But this one I thought was a little better. Maybe because it was longer. Maybe because I felt like it was better. I don't know. But this is Gulch with their newest song, one of their newest songs, Bolt Thrower. Bolt Swallower. Fuck. <laughs>
quite a little ending they got there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get from Gulch. It's almost like they, uh, just that one song, they just told a whole story. Right? It's a good yeah. split. They had two tracks. Uh, how many tracks did Tsunami have? They, did they also have two? Yeah, also two. And, uh, yeah, it's quite a bit of a stark contrast because uh, Gulch, you know, as I just described, had uh, that metal tinge gutter punk style that's like really fast and uh tsunami on the other hand has a bit more uh straightforward beat down hate breed worship uh hardcore style okay so so you could definitely tell the tell the two apart and honestly that's what makes a pretty a pretty cool split you know we're coming from the same ooze you know of heavy <laughs> music right but we're going in different directions with it yet there's still kind of this uh, equal respect going on that's so awesome. much so that we wanted to put our music onto one whole vinyl. So there you go. So yeah, the Gulch Tsunami split. I'll give Tsunami some love uh, probably in the next couple of weeks or so because they had some. They had a couple of good songs out there as well. So look out for that one. Awesome. Well, I got a couple new tracks here. Came out a day, uh, well, two days apart. The first one, the band coming from Vancouver Island in Canada on January 29th of this year. So about a month before what Eric's choice was, uh, the band is called The Choice Few. It's a new band, but made up of uh, members of bands that you may have heard of, people. The bands No Heart, Emergency, and Last Crusade. I like all three of those bands, so I knew this is a band that I wanted to check out. And they released a new split called One Way Streets. Not a split, a new EP called One Way Streets. And we're going to play the title track off of it. So coming out of Vancouver Island, this is the choice view. Here's the track. The track. The track. I'm struggling <laughs> to speak today. Uh, the choice view with one-way streets.
awesome band there. The Choice Few. The EP is great again. It's same as the the track there. Uh, One Way Streets. Yeah. And if you didn't catch it, No Heart, Emergency, Last Crusade are the bands that those band members had played in before. Eric's cat looked like uh, trying to listen to the music too. Looked like trying to get the headphones from you. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Got, she has some very touchy paws. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, One Way Streets had a bit of like a kind of like a uh, Dylan goes electric feel to it. In that, uh, yeah, it has that as if it were an acoustic guitar just written on an electric. Right. Know? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what it. Yeah, so it kind of has that and that kind of social D feel with the guitar, where it's like a kind of echoey, you know, not really hard. It's just uh, more ambient at that point. But it still hits. I agree. Great track. Uh, much in the same vein. We're going to stay in that same style of music here. The next track, the band is from UK. Not sure specifically where. Uh, they have they put out some tracks a couple years back or over the last year or so, I should say. And they released another new single called Songs of the Truth. And again, it's a single. It came out two days after The Choice Few. So it came out January 31st. Again, they're from the UK. This band is called City Miles. Really cool band. Uh, they do have some social media pages, but I don't know specifically where in the UK they're from. It is much the same, at least in the same vein of music, as we were just listening to with The Choice View. Here's City Miles.
Miles, some great new UK oi. That's some very straightforward oi. Yeah. <laughs> songs of our youth, the songs of the truth, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's what we miss. Uh, great band there. I like City Miles. They do have some other singles. That track right there, uh, you, you can get on the actual vinyl release and you might be able to find like on itunes and social or not social uh streaming services but on Bandcamp, that one i don't believe is there but you can find a few other singles and you know some small releases that they've done check out some other tracks they've done in the last year or so that's city miles eric let's jump into some older lesser known stuff we kick it off what do you got well i got a band called uh no note and they have a very interesting repertoire. Okay. Just judging based on their, uh, let's give you a few song titles here. Maybe you will recognize them. They have one called Scar Tissue. They have another called Danny California. There's another called Under the Bridge. Other Side, By the Way. Not, not ringing a bell. How about the song Californication? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this band, No Note, they have a they have an album called If This Is the Future, Then I'm in the Dark. And they have some amazing, <clears throat> really ambient metalcore tracks, kind of in the same vein as uh Throws, uh Cult Leader, Converge, kind of stuff like that. But all the songs have are share the same titles as that of Red Hot Chili Peppers. And that's about it. There's really no reason. There's they're not <laughs> covers. They're not <laughs> they're not even like sharing lyrics or anything like that. They're, that's the only reference to that band. Why? Because it's funny. <laughs> it's just a it's just kind of a red herring. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. So yeah, that's one way to get the uh, to get listeners' attention. Certainly got mine. Right. <laughs> and and yeah, the music they do is it's wonderful. It's like, it's like I said, it's very hard, uh, mathy metalcore kind of in that same vein as Converge. And, and yeah, it has this progressive edge to it. It could be hard and ear splittingly, uh, heavy and relentless. And then other times where it just lets the guitars breathe a little bit, it gets kind of that ambient background noise, sort of body music. And it's just repetitious riffs for a few minutes. They have songs that go from uh, two minutes to six minutes. And it's just, uh, they're just there to have, to let their artistry spread. Awesome. And so, yeah, by and large, it's a wonderful album. And this is just a, this is just a little taste of what they're doing. I chose the song, Give It Away. And 
no, they don't repeat it a bunch. <laughs> and the guy doesn't <laughs> give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> yeah, there's no slap bass, no uh, no funky uh, no funky bars put into the tune of that weird uh, wonky rhythm section. It's just uh, it's just some good metal core music that just happens to be named after the Chili Peppers. So here it is. Give it away now. Yeah, it sounded nothing alike. <laughs> I know. So, so unalike. These guys are on the opposite end of the coast. They're from Baltimore. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. This is the only release that they have uh, that they have done so far. And who's to say what's going to come next? Are they going to continue with this trend of like taking uh, uh, songs from popular bands and just stealing the title? Right. Or are they going to continue down the Chili Peppers road and just like, hey, we're going to keep fucking with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a curiosity there. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Like if they get to the point where they say, yeah, my favorite song is uh, Suck My Kiss. Oh, you like the Chili Peppers? Fuck no. I'm talking about no notes. You ever heard of them? Let me show you. <laughs> that's kind of like, a, yeah, I feel like it's a gimmick, but it works in their favor. Absolutely, that that is very funny. I when I was getting the track earlier, I didn't didn't dawn on me the the song titles. I didn't notice 
That's funny that uh, all the red hot chili pepper stuff that, and they sound nothing alike. So that's fantastic. Yep, and that's a good thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, good choice there out of Baltimore. We're going to bounce from Baltimore to Houston. So uh, down there in Texas, the band Steadfast HTX. They are a cool band. I talked about them on our last episode where I went over my top albums of 2020. And it was a band that I just came across maybe a month or so ago. So definitely wasn't back in June of this past year, June 5th of 2020, when it actually came out. I didn't come across it any time around then, but I did come across it maybe about a month or so ago. And it is a really good album. The album is called Transmitters. Title track's good. Several other great tracks. Had a hard time picking. Uh, We have interviews lined up, you know, the last few episodes and probably for at least the next few episodes and maybe then some. And so I'll be substituting my album picks for a bit. So I didn't have... I made it, it was even harder to pick because this really is, I think this is a great cover to cover album. And it was harder to get just one track, but I got one track on there. The track's called Land of Opportunity. Cool track. I have no idea if it's my favorite track or not, but I picked it because I had to play one of them. And it was their debut album. So, new, new band, new album. And it's only been out since June, so they're coming up on a year, but we're not even at a year yet. A little over nine months since its release. So off of Transmitters, Steadfast HTX is bringing us Land of Opportunity.
Eric, what'd you think of Steadfast HTX? Man, that is some good sounding uh, street punk right there. Right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah, that was a lot of high energy and a lot of jabs coming out per lyric. I yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, great band, a great album. I really recommend everybody go just check it out. Transmitters is the name of the album. Came out last year, and I, I kind of went along with that track, even though they have other tracks. But it goes along with the interview we'll be doing with the band Squared Off and their type of music, and we'll be getting to Squared Off here in a moment. Uh, Got to announce that at the beginning. Sometimes just get in the habit of, you know, jump right in the show. <laughs> By the way, everybody, we're doing an interview. You probably saw because I put all the shit in the descriptions anyway. So you know what's coming. It's never a surprise. But we do have an interview with three of the four band members in Squared Off coming at you very shortly. But before we get there, we wrapped up all the older or lesser known type stuff. We're going to do a great cover to cover album provided to us by Eric gonna listen to a couple tracks and then we'll do a track from squared off then the interview and we'll go from there so eric what do you got for great cover to cover album well what i got for the great cover to cover album this is uh both in line with uh saint patty's day so it's a holiday tr- uh holiday pick and also it's a bit of a redemption round for me <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes yes because uh, uh as i stated in the last episode we're com- we have we have reached uh, one year since uh, since I decided to uh, let my head meet concrete <laughs> and change my life forever. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been a <clears throat> so yeah. This time last year, uh, started my uh, hiatus, <laughs> as it will, from the from the podcast, from the pumpcast, and I wasn't around for the uh, episodes. And one thing that really bummed me out was I wasn't able to talk about this certain album that I was saving for a St. Patty's day, but I missed the opportunity to talk about it because this time last year I was, I was knocked out in the hospital on who the fuck knows how many drugs they had me on. So, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, for, uh, or yeah, this, uh, new year after one year, we're uh, making a lot of changes in my, in my life. And a lot of stuff is really starting to look up. Uh, both in my life and the world in general. I mean, we got the we got a handle on the virus more than we did last year, right? Yeah, and and yeah. So I figured uh, with with all the stuff that I've been doing in my personal life, like uh, just last Sunday was the anniversary three fourteen high day, and we took a lot of the. Uh, the physical reminders of that day, like the board that I was skating, uh, the shoes I was wearing that day, uh, my girlfriend Shawnee's pants that she was wearing that day that had my blood on them, and a, and yeah, a, the helmet that I had to wear in for recovery. We took that all and we burned it. Awesome. <laughs> as this like yeah, as this kind of sacrificial effigy, just to like. We got rid of the physical reminders of the past, and now it's given us some sort of a this cathartic rebirth, as it were. So, so yeah, as dramatic as I make that out to be, it's not as uh, I'm not I'm not trying to be like uh, telling a narrative here, but this is what this is part of the process of uh, of continuing down the road of recovery. Because fucking a, I came a long way, right? So. Yeah, 
And something to help uh, bring that, uh, bring back that feeling is to talk about my favorite album from my favorite band and some of my favorite bouts of music to exist in my life. It is one Flogging Molly's album, Within a Mile of Home. The album that came out in 2004 and I think was at the peak of their career because I kind of compare every other album they have and continue to release to this one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it is kind of a weird thing saying, uh, you know, I love Flogging Molly in comparison to some of the other stuff I have been playing on this show that sound nothing like these guys. But that is precisely why they are my favorite because they don't sound like anybody else. <laughs> and that's, uh, I mean, yeah, they have the, they have the same thing mixing Irish folk music in with, uh, in with punk rock. They are not the first to have done this. I mean, bands like the Mahones and the Tossers and of course the Pogues have been doing this long before they were even uh, conceived in, uh, in the late nineties, 97 to be exact. Right. <clears throat> But as far as I'm concerned, they were the ones that perfected it. They are the ones that have like managed to bring in all these different, all these different bouts. It's not like a, Hey, we're a punk rock band, but we're also Irish. Let's get drunk and have fun. It's like, yeah, they had that part, but then they got songs that talk that just delve really into personal stories, stuff that digs into history and even songs that are just like a, you know, just talk about being pirates, you know? <laughs> That's a great song right there. Yeah. Any song it's about a, being a pirate. I know. that, And that's uh, part of what makes this album so good is uh, you do have the pirate song out there. You got Seven Deadly Sins. And then you got like, uh, you got the song Factory Girls, which is a, uh, which is a eulogy to his uh, late mother who was, yeah, who was spending her days working in a factory, cleaning uh, cleaning sheets, and then just day in, day out, she was working to help provide for him and his yeah. father. So yeah, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of personal stuff that goes in there, but there's a lot of politically tinged lyrics uh, within uh, within one of my picks today. But we'll get to that in a minute. And then there was stuff that was that just went into. Uh, that just went into the historical foundation. And that was what brought me to, and this is what brings me to my first pick of this album, Tobacco Island. And yeah, first of all, the name. Yep. What is Tobacco Island? Let's uh, go explore in there. Just <laughs> something that grabs the attention. And what it is, it's like a, it's basically a lesson as to, of how Dave King puts it, one of the biggest bastards in Irish history, Oliver Cromwell, who uh, took Irish citizens, uh, basically took them from their homes, and then shipped them off to Barbados to work in the cane fields and the tobacco fields for pennies on the dollar, basically, basically slavery. Why? Because he had some stakes in the in the tobacco trade industry, and he wanted to get his cut. He wanted to boost it. So right. boom. <laughs> so that's uh So yeah, the fact that they could just. Uh, Go from uh, thinking about pirates, thinking about politics, and thinking about just being a uh, being a drunken lunatic on some days, and then they were like, "Hey, did you hear about this guy?" Well, let's uh, let us enlighten you of one Oliver Cromwell. This is Vlogimali song Tobacco Island.
to hell we must sail for the shore Sweep our bait, I swear to sugar cane No Taliban, the god we once believed in The butcher and his crown Rape the land we used to sleep in Now tomorrow chimes of ghostly crimes That haunt the back of island now
Great track. Yeah, it's a wonderful track. It's got like a, and yeah, it really exemplifies the uh, instrumentation behind everyone in that band, especially in the end right there, where it's just kind of this Irish jam party (laughs) deals. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that entails uh, one of the better, one of the better portions of that album. And it's a, it's a hit track. Like it's, it's a live staple. They played it at pretty much every one of their shows I've attended. So it's, <clears throat> it's a, it's held up in regards as the same as drunken lullabies or if I ever leave this world alive, pretty much. Right. So that was a, that was the runaway single from uh, that track uh, from this album. However, in a deeper cut and, uh, and yeah, these are technically two songs, but honestly they go together so well, they even blend like when there's a, like when you listen to it on the, on the album, there isn't a break between these songs. It just feels like it's going and they bleed into each other. So that's why I'm kind of cheating here going on one song. I just say it's a pretty long intro. There you <laughs> go. We'll, we'll play them both together. It'll be like one song. Exactly. The songs in question are the uh, spoken will and with a wonder and a wild desire. And another reason why they do bleed together so well is the lyrical enterprise. Uh, whereas the spoken wheel is, uh, it's a somber, just, uh, just this, uh, Dave and his acoustic guitar, just kind of, uh, just going off in this little poetic thing where it's like, where will, you know, what will be remembered of me as I pass away, you know? Right. And, and then when it bleeds into with a wonder and a wild desire, it's basic. It just kicks into high gear and pretty much says the sentiment: "This is what's going to be remembered of me. This is what I'm going to do. I have the passion. I have the drive to do to make it so. And I believe that when I pass on, this is going to be what I leave behind. So both of them. So yeah, both of them just contrast each other so well. Again, it's kind of like a whole story being told within." One and a half songs, let's say that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, these two I hold in high regard. This is pretty much my favorite Floggy Molly song. Top tier, top tier. We're listening to the best of the best right now. Excellent. (laughs) Yep, so this is it. The Spoken Wheel to With a Wonder and a Wild Desire. Let's listen. Your passing broke the silence. On that dark October day The sun was heading for the west As it did I heard you say I set my sail for a gentle breeze Now I leave this world as it was meant to be And you, did you listen? To anything I said Did you ever listen to me? Though now it seems you'll never know But every lad to a man must grow Till winter comes to celebrate Then proudly chill the bone When at last they bury me Into this ground you'll someday see And you, did you listen 
to anything I said Did you ever listen to me? Though the face we were Sometimes seldom speak From the babe that cries To this grown man's feet May the hand still write And its heart shape keep Till our fathers Sons and daughters So I will pave this road till glory Sets our broken spirit free From every cross soap nail pours endless rain with tears no eyes should see But they could fill our highest ocean And the rivers in between With every blade that flowers must grow Then drown with love our cruelest sea So in a wonder and a wild desire I will crawl from under every wave with a wonder and a wild desire Blessed day it was I shared your name Yesterday forever speaks your grave Hail the shower from the broadside To the heavens down below Draw one last breath from your famine ship Sink the hunger in us all Shake the hand that speaks of freedom Kiss hate one final I 
Well, now we played him as intended, Eric, because last year you had it set ready to go, and as you said, you didn't get to record that episode. So back on 143, recorded by me March 18th of last year, I played him because you picked him, but definitely didn't have such great things to say about him and didn't play him correctly, you know, back-to-back <laughs> as uh, those two tracks were. Well... Well, yeah. Once again, it's a redemption round, so <laughs> this is how this is how it was meant to be heard, right? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a yeah, we're kind of updating it a little bit, but but yeah, for the sole reason that I really wanted to talk about this album, I can uh, I hope we can all forgive the repeat on this, unless you haven't heard the episode. Well. <laughs> And if you want to hear it again, there's other good music that was on there. But uh, how? Yes, there was. How festive. (laughs) Yeah. But but yeah, needless to say, I'm really happy. Got to talk about this album, and and also my favorite band. I'm sure they're gonna make another. uh, I'm sure they're gonna make another appearance on here because, like I said, they got a lot of great tracks. (laughs) Indeed, they've been around for a while. I mean, what did you say? uh, They started in '97. Yep, 97. First album came out at the turn of the century, I believe. Well, that's a similar story to what we got here. The band that we are going to play next is the band Squared Off. And they started in 96 as a band, and it was around the same time, might have been a year or two after, when their debut release came out. So we're going to do an interview with three of the guys, uh, Hoser, Tony, and Gnome, all are going to join us. After this track, we're going to talk about the band. First, though, we're going to play a track off of their EP they put out just less than a year ago, uh, April 13th of 2020. We the People is the EP. If you go back into November for the election episode that Eric and I did, we played the title track there, We the People. And speaking of my great cover or great uh, 2020 best ofs, you know, that kind of thing from last episode, I mentioned this in the EPs, plus that track, We the People, uh, one of the best tracks I thought of the year, just one of those tracks that resonated with me and that I listened to numerous times. If you don't know much about Squared Off, you're about to learn more about the band Squared Off. They are from Chicago. We've played them on the show before. They started in 1996. You can go look them up on squaredoffband.com. They do have a website now. Let's get into a track from We the People That was a great EP, five tracks there. We're going to play a track called Don't Blame Me, followed by The Interview.
Joining us now from Chicago, Illinois, is the band Squared Off, or at least three out of the four guys. Gentlemen, thank yeah. you for joining us. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and let us know what each of you do in the band. Well, my name is Jose. Everybody calls me Hoser. I'm the founding guy. Started it all back in 96. I'm the singer, guitar player. I'm Tony, uh, guitar, backup vocals. I've been in the band for three years. I'm Gnome. Uh, I play bass, background vocals. Uh, I think it's been about two years in the band now. A little bit more. Congratulations on you guys for joining a great band. And congratulations for keeping the band going since 1996. That's amazing. You're coming up, what, on 25 years as a band since you started. and, And you have a lot of music out there available, which is pretty awesome. So congratulations on that. We don't want to skip over your drummer. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about him. Fabian, he's our little resident metalhead drummer, and he's been in the band four years. Yeah, and he has like seven other bands. Right. (laughs) Including ours. Right. Reason why he's not with us tonight, he's busy doing something else. Yeah, he's on tour with uh, the band called First Jason, which is this frontman singer guy is the first actor of the Jason movies, the Friday I guess he was only in the movie for five minutes. So I don't even I think don't it was know. that long. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he, so that's why he's called himself first Jason because he was the first Jason in the first movie in for the first one minute of the movie. <laughs> so now he lives off that off that gimmick and he's on the road right now. <clears throat> I don't know, maskless or masked, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. That's cool that they are out and they're playing. So good for them. That's awesome. Yeah. And if so, if he's masked, which one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eric is our resident metal guy, metal head. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Cannibal Corpse shirt gave it away. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm wearing it right on the sleeve. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that first Jason is metal because. You have a guitar. Uh, yeah, he plays a guitar. Okay, um, <laughs> but um, uh, Fabian's main band is Vicious Attack, which is you know literally you know metal. They're really influenced by Slayer. Awesome. Ah, uh, so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> if you got to be influenced by any metal band, it might as well right. be the heaviest. Right. <laughs> Well, let's talk oh, yeah, a little bit about the the beginning of your band because I know you guys have uh, you know recent members, you know three years, four years that you've joined the band. Everybody was a part of the We the People seven inch, and then obviously mm-hmm. everything that's coming up. You guys did a, a live stream last month, right? It was only a few weeks ago. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I was watching it. It was great. Uh, we were just talking about that before we started the interview, and I think it turned out great. Uh, I like all the cameras, and the guy was switching around. It was even though you look like you might have been in kind of close confines compared to being on a stage and live. It's just one of those where most of us haven't seen live music, in, you know, in person anyway. In about a year, uh, it was pretty cool to get to see. You know, first I watched a few of those live streams, and then I was just kind of off. Like, eh, you know, it's cool. I'm glad bands are doing it, but it's just not quite the same. But then I did see yours, and it was awesome. It was good to see you again. Right. 
Yeah, he's got a really great setup where multiple cameras and different views. Um, I like the fact that he's got one behind the drum set too, because yeah. like you could see, you know, the drums just rumbling the camera, which is cool. It was. Um, and also, you know, the 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 TV screens behind some, you know, the micro uh, microphones and 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 the cameras. So you have the band logo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that it, it's black and white. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I didn't like, know if that uh, was intentional. Black and white color, I don't know. So, and his room is within a, like a huge building, like five stories full of bands. It's a big, huge rehearsal room. Wow, building, it's big, and his room is about like a ten by twenty type of room. So it's tiny, and it gets hot in there too. So, oh, I bet <laughs> you guys yeah. look like you're pretty close together. Oh yeah, it was a good time though. For sure, yeah, it was a really good time, good opportunity. You know, it was fun to do. Yeah, and and I took the 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 objective of it all is with you as well is to start getting squared off recognized nationally. You know, like we've been since '96, right? So, and it's been a roller coaster ride with this band, musically and and personnel, and just bad luck sometimes when it comes to trying to get gigs, trying to get recognized, getting into festivals, trying to get a label, distribution, you name it. It's just a long way up to, right. know, to play rock and roll. You know, so. Right? Well, who said that, right? ACDC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always said it best. <laughs> right. And understandable. I guess it's hard, uh, you know, when you have to do it all yourself. But you do have, you know, question I have kind of – Going back to 96, you've got a handful of releases from then until your 7-inch this last year. Those were all the music that, Hoser, you were the only one that was involved with all of those, correct? Because everybody else has joined since. So you guys have your own thing going with your 7-inch, plus you guys, and we'll get to that in a moment, uh, but new stuff that you're working on. Do you work in a lot of your older music from before everybody else was in the band, 2016 and prior? At first, yes, we did play older music, more recent older music, you know, from like the mid 2000s and and for and onward. But it got to the point where the drummer Fabian, who's not with us, he's like, you know, I can't wait for the day that we don't have to play that old music. You know, I can't wait to play a whole entire set list with just new stuff with the new members. Right. And I'm like, that's a challenge. Let's do it. <laughs> and so. And so it started with the seven inch and then we just kept adding more and more songs since then. At first it was me writing most of the music, but then Tony has been coming up with some really great stuff and looking forward to what's next. Now that you have three different members that have joined the band, do you feel that, uh, you know, where you started as a band and where you're going now as a band is different? Obviously it's different people, you know, same name, but different faces. Different faces, different attitudes. There was just a lot of animosity in the past. A lot of people who shouldn't be in bands were in the band, auditioned many people, hundreds. It just, it got to the point like a few years back that I just didn't want to do it anymore because I got so fed up with the drama between band members, between myself and other band members. And it's just like the music's not getting recognized and not getting anywhere, anywhere like playing wise. I see bands from Chicago playing other festivals or something like that. And we're just kind of getting overlooked. And 
up until recently, I just like, eh, I don't want to do it anymore until I met Tony. And then it finally turned things around. And then we had to deal with our own little drama with other band members. And then eventually we got Noam to fill in the spot. And since then, the drama's gone. I feel like it's finally the the time to hit it big, you know, to go and, and go national. Right. With this. That's awesome. And the new music is great. And I'm sure what you guys have going on since, you know, I, I really enjoyed the seven inch We the People. So I'm really looking forward to the new stuff. Are there any tracks, you know, when you've been a band for, you know, as long as you have been a band, uh, you have what four other releases prior to 2003, 05, 14, and 16 is when mm-hmm. those albums came out. Are there any tracks that you just really enjoyed or thought, you know, I really like that and you're going to carry on? I get that oh. Fabian says you want to do a whole set with none of those tracks, but sure. are there those, you know, you put out four albums worth of music and you've been around for as long as you have, you know, there's got to be some that are kind of, you have an affinity for. Mm-hmm. Right now we do add The Rail, uh, which is off our Standing Strong uh, record and heroes as well those two songs have been kind of like the staple songs that pretty much really sort of you say what squared off is all about exactly so those are the two songs that we actually play as of today which you know i wouldn't mind that we can you know one set could be all brand new songs and other sets can be intermixed with other songs so yeah and i'll say like you know, one of the things that I know when I was, uh, when I'd found out that there was an opening in Squared Off, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for, right? Because anytime you go to a Squared Off show, you know, it's it's a good time. And I think, you know, as we, uh, obviously we didn't do a whole lot of touring this last year, but the year prior, Hosers, you know, loved across the Midwest. Uh, and a lot of folks really love those old songs. And so, you know, we might be playing a show and then get a get a request for one of the older songs. So, you know, it's nice to sort of pull those out and get the crowd going and get them coming up and singing along with us. So that's it's great material, like all across. And I think what's been uh, a lot of fun with sort of the new stuff is that, you know, I think the our musical influences blending together. You know, you've got Fabian uh, throwing in some double bass pedal, which is, you know, fantastic. You don't normally get a lot of that in street punk. And yeah, it's just been, it's been a whole ton of fun, uh, sort of looking at the, the evolution of the, of the band. Right. I mean, that's, that's been a bright spot in this whole year of just, you know, the world being terrible. You know, the one positive for, for us as a band is, is we've had a chance to just write music and it's really kind of in a pot, that part of it has been positive, at least for us, which is nice. Right, and you really you already had the seven inch. You had to have it all done. You released it in April. I'm sure it was written and pretty much basically all done before any of this started about a year ago. Because that was what about six weeks after most lockdowns were happening. You guys were releasing this, so I'm sure you already had all that put together. So everything else was probably what you were doing since then. Right, right, right. A, a quick count. I did a quick count. You have approximately 37 songs prior to. You know, uh, you know, 2016. So, uh, you, you guys probably just pick, you know, the handful, the couple you mentioned, and then maybe a couple others, right? The other yeah. three guys, Tony Nome and Fabian, probably didn't go learn all 37 other songs, right? 
Oh, God, no. <laughs> I even forgot some of them myself. It's been such a long time since I played some of the original stuff that I've written. It's just because it, to me, because I've gotten older, gotten more mature, I always think that some of the old stuff is just like, ah, I was a teenager. I was in my 20s. I was just drunk and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll put some songs together. Now, as I get older and older, and the more I think about like how poetically I can come up with music that pertains to every single one of us punk rockers, doesn't matter if you're metal, skinhead, or, you know, street punk or whatnot, we all have to work. We all have to make our money. We have to do this. And, and so the, the statement or the, the culture of this band is that we, we sympathize for every person who has to work everywhere. It doesn't matter if you work in a Taco Bell, a hospital, uh, you know, up in high towers or whatever, you got to leave home, you know, you got to put right. your eight, eight to 10 hours a day and it sucks and you got to commute and all that crap, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's just that you have to leave your home and do stuff to pay bills, you know, and most people have to do stuff that they really don't want to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have no other choice, you know? So it's, it's that kind of feel where, up until recently, because I've been un unemployed, I feel that I, I need to write for these people, for everyone, for like every, it doesn't matter what, but it, it's the fact that we have to work, we have to pay bills. And, you know, our illustrious government is not helping us out. So, right. I think uh, that whole sentiment is summed up in uh, the song, My World, like that. Yeah. And that is also, it's probably one of my favorite songs to play it also gets people on stage with us singing along it's uh it's a it's a good song and it, it kind of sums up the whole yeah my world was ba is basically pretty much a really short story about how you know one person's at home you know getting ready to go to sleep and because you got to wake up early and go to work but then your friends show up and knock on your door let's go out party man let's go out drinking you know and you're like do you want to go out partying or do you want to pay bills and, you know, work? And so <laughs> the struggle that we have to, you know, have to face every single day, we want to go out and hang out with our friends. We want to drink, but yeah, you know, rents do. Right. Yeah. And that's basically how squared off started back in 96 is I didn't want to like in the nineties, it was like one of those things where everybody wanted to sound like no effects and everything else, which I was, it was a big influence back then. But then deep down in the back, I'm like, man, I kind of, I kind of like this band called the clash. I kind of like this band called dropkick Murphys. I think that's better styling, you know, for this band and, and how the future is going to be for punk rock. You know, eventually people are going to start growing up and, you know, not everyone's going to be able to, have colored hair and mohawks everywhere you go so you right gotta, you know dress professionally here so why not start writing that kind of music so that everyone can feel it you know understand and, and be part of it right so i didn't want to do you know like i don't know socal type of sound and have a name that ties with it and then later on it you know it just kind of like you backtrack and you start all over again right so um the name Squared off initially was a, as a joke, and I keep telling the story. And the story is comes about as like uh, my old old first band members. We were in a car together. We were all roommates, and we were going to um, see Pennywise in Chicago at a venue that's not 
you know, there anymore, but we were leaving a, a record store and I bought a uh, maximum rock and roll. See how I date myself. Cause you know, <laughs> back then it used to be paper and we were just, you know, thinking about getting a name for the band. And I'm like, you know, guys, I want to do some, something that's really simple, catchy, kind of hardcore, but you know, that pertains to all of us. And we were just joking about like, you know, we can call ourselves face to face. And then we're like, ah, whatever. And then I started reading out some, some other names. And there was a band called toe to toe from Hawaii. The bass player started laughing. He's like, all these bands face to face, toe to toe. And all these, you know, they're kind of like all talking about like they're being squared off and getting ready to go. And I'm like, wait, what did you say? I'm like, yeah, you know, like you ready to get into a fight, you know, you're squared off. And I'm like, what do you guys think? Perfect. Cause it just, it's kind of a hardcore song. It's very simple and it makes a statement. So yeah, squared off is, that's how it started and it caught on. That's awesome. You know, getting ready for, yeah. for the fight, getting ready to go to the, you know, fight the work week, the fight the day, every single day. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that to a T. It's like you have to leave part of your dignity at home. Right. <laughs> Just square up and take it on the nose. Right. So, and, you know, throughout the years, it's just like a learning experience. You learn how to be in a band. You learn how to tour. You learn how to print your own shirts. You put out your own discs. Or back then when it was CDs and cassettes. And it just year after year, learning how to do this, how to do that. And hopefully get the, you know. And the problem was that I kept losing band nights. It's like yeah, every two years, you know, drummer's gone or the bass player couldn't. Bass player in like the in the two thousands, it was a bass player and a drummer. We were a three piece, and they couldn't they couldn't stand each other. We were in, in a band for six years, and they could not stand each other. Wow. Although my the, that drummer back then he was he was a screw up, you know, smoke smoking pot and snowboarding instead of actually getting a job and you know doing something. Right. <laughs> so, and it pissed off the bass player because the bass player was a firefighter at the time where a paramedic and he was you know putting all the money for touring and you know a van and a trailer and all that stuff and it was just like you know it kind of sucks not wanting to practice <laughs> yes yeah yeah absolutely yeah you definitely want the same so, level of commitment from everybody else when you're mm -hmm. all in you want everybody else to be all in yeah and then um 2008 is when that that whole lineup just pretty much collapsed. That was it. And I was just about to give up, but people kept saying, oh, just keep it going. You guys got a name. You already know. People have known you in the Midwest. We've toured to Texas three or four times. We've gone to East Coast a couple times. So, you know, just keep it going. Just find people. And, and eventually, a few years later, I found uh, another drummer. But that's great. You have a drummer, but the rest of the band... <laughs> <laughs> No bass player, you know, and eventually, yeah, found a bass player. Uh, he was a skinhead kid who just moved from Peoria. But after a while, it's just it became a struggle with him, you know, as well, because he was not into it. And then I had another guitar player come in and he was a depressed guy, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, so depressed that he wound up crying in the middle of stage during our set. It's just like, wow. Yeah, what are you doing? That happens. You look up for like, what's was, going he on? Was, he was really, he was really shit faced drunk. So uh, that was, and that wasn't the first time. The second time too, he was, 
he was really belligerent and you know, after the show and getting into fights with people out front because he couldn't he couldn't hack it yeah and tony was part of that little scenario so yeah we're kind of glad we don't have that drama anymore <laughs> yeah i bet <laughs> just yeah, puts well, uh too many wrenches in the gears oh yeah god yeah i mean and that's why why i said i just like after a while i just i don't want to do this anymore this band's not getting anywhere people love us but i've had people come to you what band are you in seriously i've heard of you really what have you heard of no you know it's usually now there's you know no drama we're all pulling in the same direction and and that that makes a a big difference yeah right you know that brings us to now so i mean that's kind of the history of the band but now in the present in the last few years you guys have put out uh we the people just came out a little less than a year ago and Mm -hmm. you guys are working on new material so what what uh what do you guys have what are you working on well uh it's actually a continuation of we the people at first we the people the record is pretty much the theme was for vote trump out basically what it is okay and all of us who are more liberal minded and everything else, we have the right and we have the saying together. If we pull together, we can get rid of all this messed up politics that's going on. And I thought, well, why not, you know, we, the people just as a a self statement. And it became the theme of the seven inch. Although (laughs) a couple of the songs in there are like, well, they're kind of dated now because, you know, Trump's not a president anymore. And, uh, we wrote a song called Going to the Protest, which, you know, there's a saying, you know, we're going to go to the Capitol and tear it down. And lo and behold, we didn't tear it down, but bad people did. And so now we're like, ooh, I don't know if we could play this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, know, because we don't want to be tied to that side. Yeah. So I think the music that we're doing now is more of the continuation Let's, let's grow up people, let's work together, let's unite, let's, you know, we the people, part two, I guess you could say that. You know. <laughs> that would be like the continuation of this, of a struggle or even a new struggle that's uh, coming sure. on. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. you know, again, going back to the what I was saying about, you know, the working and, and, and whatnot, the apathy, the, the sympathy of, of that all of us have to work and do all what we have to do. Although, again, like I said, I've been unemployed, and it sucks because COVID kind of fucked it all up for everyone. Right. You know? yeah. So We did write a COVID song, so. I uh, bet a lot of people did. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to. It's kind of timely. You know? Right? It's yeah. going to be coming out. Right. Several bands. There's already been some, and there'll be several more for the next year or so. Yeah, it's hard not to write a song as a reaction to your immediate surroundings and COVID was an immediate surrounding for everybody. Right. Right. It's one of those things that you you could write about something that affected an area, but nothing like that has really affected, you know, our our country as a whole or the planet the way it did. So that's just something that so many people can say. I didn't just see it from afar. We all witnessed it. We all, uh, one range or another, we, we, we experienced the, the bad because there really wasn't any good coming from it. Although Noam's been really busy lately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I'm a therapist sort of on the other side of my, of my work. So certainly a lot of people have been struggling and that leads to a lot of busyness. Yeah, I bet. Um, <laughs> of 
for sure. You know, one of the things, you know, that I think as I'm thinking about sort of like what this uh, sort of what the new material is, is that I'm, I'm thinking sort of a lot about how much we are just so excited to be sort of back with people, you know, and back performing live because, you know, I think at the core Squared Off is live is a live band, right? Like, you know, I, I think their recordings are great, but, you know, it's it's sort of being out there and hanging out with people, right? So there's a song that's in the in the catalog uh, called Road, you know, which is sort of going out and and being with friends and and you know playing music on the road and it's it's like I think that that's that's one of the things that you know I'll speak for myself but I think I probably speak for the band that we miss the most is seeing our friends in other cities and getting to hang out with them and singing along with their stuff and you know they're singing along with our stuff so I think I think some of this the the new material you know I'm I'm so excited to play live and the live stream was was fun and all but you know it's different when you get people who will you know jump up and sing along with you and and uh sort of be in communion with each other again yeah absolutely i mean we all like you you pointed out we all have to go to work but you know that's uh the the things you have to do sometimes the things that we get to choose to do are are really what people are are living for and we choose to get together we choose to go listen to music together we choose to gather in groups you know maybe some people like it just at home listening to it but so many people love getting together to listen to live music and just being together so yes looking forward to that yay (laughs) i think everybody is yeah Mm. oh yeah It's yeah. going to be weird. Uh, it's going to be weird the first time we go back to indoor live show because we, we played an outdoor show in September and it was it was awesome just to be able to do that. But it's going to be I think it's going to be a little bit of a trip to be in, indoors with everybody again, playing a live show, a crowded live show. You know? Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, there's been some shows that have gone on here in Salt Lake. Uh, the ones that I've heard of are, you know, basically it's like local bands. Nobody's touring. You know, because it's just different from state to state, city to city on what you can play. And I'm sure it's very difficult to try to line up venues and and so forth as well. But here they've had a variety, I think, in the before it got cold there, maybe October ish. The first shows I heard of, they were playing outside the venue and it was seated and spaced out and wearing masks and, you know, all of those things. And then a friend of mine went to it was a a band, but they were doing uh, as a local band, but they were doing a cover of somebody else. It was all a set of somebody else. I forget who it was. It wasn't a punk band. Some other music I don't listen to, but he went and he said that it was all indoors and it was all seating on a venue that's normally not seated. But you know, it's a step in the right direction. Shows are happening. It's just not quite to yeah. that point where people can say, "Hey, we can probably go from city to city and tour." It's you playing where you live when you get the opportunity to. Oh, yeah, exactly. Plus, there's the uh, amount of people that someone can let into a vicinity, sure. like in a, in a bar setting. Right. It's like no more than uh, 20 people or 25 people. It just depends on how big it is and how much you can space it out. Right. And, yeah, that it's like sit at your own table six feet away from each other and uh, you just uh, hang out with the people you came with. Which is better than nothing, but definitely not not ideal. <laughs> yeah. No. Not not when your drummer nearly died from COVID, you know, absolutely nine months ago. Yeah. So right. they said they told him that he was nearly this close of getting uh into a respirator or whatever. Wow. And if he did, and if they, they said that if he did, that he would have it would have passed away. 
but he literally somehow he managed to get out of it. it it's it's really it's really messed up because he kept saying that he didn't know where he was for like at least 10 days wow when he finally woke up so he was out for about three and a half weeks and then when he woke up he didn't know where he was jeez you know Wow. Uh, and then rough. it took him another three weeks to go and do rehab to get him back because he lost 30 pounds of muscle. Wow. Mm. Just just laying there. And he's not a big guy. I mean, that no. was I mean, that's that's pretty, pretty amazing that he lost that much weight. Right. Wow. And the other part of it, too, the other part is that he actually is not there. Like he's not normal. He, he's not like he was before it happened. He says he lost partial eyesight or something like that. Like he can't really see as well. And he also has a hard time concentrating. Wow. So, mm. Yeah. Gosh, terrible. Hopefully that's one of those things that might, you know, slowly come back. And, you know, hopefully not like yeah. a, a long-term forever kind of thing. Right. right. So, I mean, yeah, we kind of worry about him every once in a while because it's like, oh, dude, you're going into places that people are not wearing masks and there's all people out there refuses to wear masks and i'm like seriously i mean it's like how bad is it man just wait a couple more months come on yeah you know made it this far at this yeah, far, right, yeah. Exactly. yeah it'll it'll come back you know we'll all be back um we do miss it and uh as as to where we're gonna go from here who knows <laughs> yeah you gotta wait until you, you have the opportunity to because again you know when opportunities come up to play outside or wherever but probably sure. local that that's Really, that's all that's on the table for now. But, uh, you know, either end of this year or hopefully into sometime early next year, even though we're at the beginning of this year, so it's sad to say it like that. Right. You know, that might be when that, that does start to happen. Definitely. The, the purpose for this interview as well is to, to take the time that we're down to spread the name and get it out there. And thank yeah. you very much for, you know, allowing us to get it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Even though I have not made it out to Midwest Live and Loud and I have not been able to see you live, I'm definitely looking forward to a time when I get to. But I have been listening to your band for at least a few years, at least as long as I've done the podcast. I came across your band back in 2017 when I first started doing the podcast. So uh, I'm glad that you guys are, you've got a good solid lineup now and the new the seven inch that came out last year and to hear that you guys are working on new material. Uh, where are you at with that process with the new stuff? Like, so you had what five tracks on the seven inch. You said that that's going to be kind of an extension, what you're working on of that, that seven inch. So what do you have, you know, as far as track number, are you looking at an LP splits? Have you, you know, do you have anything like that on the horizon? I think what seven, eight songs right now. That's not seven inch. I yeah, right. I think we have like eight, eight or nine new songs, maybe seven. Yeah, somewhere in that seven to nine range of, of new songs, and and uh, we're looking to get into the studio in in May. We've been just rehearsing ever since July last year. We've been pretty much every every week getting and just mm-hmm. writing and writing and going over and scrapping songs and redoing them. And we we have nothing else better to do because we're not mm-hmm. playing out, so we might as well just keep writing and writing and rewriting and. And uh, nitpick and, you know, get it right. And then, uh, and then wait for the time that we can go to the studio. This time, the objective is to go to like a bigger studio instead of like using 
Joe Schmo's like, you know, personal studios, you know, <laughs> finally go to a real studio and, and get a really good production made. The last few CDs, other than Call of the Road, the other ones were all recorded by me. I used to have a private studio. Okay. I couldn't keep it going, but yeah, we, we recorded all that stuff. Um, and then Call of the Road was basically recorded in this guy's garage, which is great, but it was still, you know basement recording right sure (laughs) the seven inch was done by a gentleman dan who has a room across from our rehearsal room and so we figured why not do it there because it's right there and he knows the drummer because he's recorded all his other bands there so we might as well go in there and see how it turns out and it was okay but i feel this time we should go for broken go to a real studio and, and come out with something really good. That's awesome. Well, I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to that. You guys should, I don't know if you have anybody in mind, but we should reach out and get you guys lined up with someone to do a split with. A lot of cool splits have been coming out, a lot of great bands, whatever type of combination, right? You know, pick a, there's several great bands just in your area, you know, Michigan, Minnesota, plus you have several in Chicago, but I think it'd be better to diversify a little bit, pick somebody up in the Northeast mm-hmm. or somebody out West or oh, even yeah. somebody over in Europe, right? Because you guys yeah. have that great, it's a great style of music, so many great bands out there with a, a similar style of music. I think that'd be great. You've already been on a couple compilations, the Smasher Head on the Punk Rock Volume 4, so that was where the rail was, but then you guys also were on the compilation Up the Pups, which, you know, coming out of Chicago, that's, you know, Two Minute Minor, put that together. So... Next step, I think you guys LP. It's going to be great because yeah, if you already got eight or nine songs, you ain't going to fit on a seven inch. You're not, you're not the the typical hardcore band that gets your song done in a minute and a right. half, so you ain't going to fit on a seven inch. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and and as to you know comps and everything else, we say yes. Just tell us where to send you the music, and we'll do it. Awesome. You know? Yeah, and to the to that point, like just a shout out to uh, Michael List, who's part of the elder gods who put together just a fantastic COVID relief, uh, COVID eviction relief uh, compilation. Um, that's really just killer. I think that came out maybe a month ago now, uh, but just a, a really solid, like first song to last song straight through a uh, great comp. That's awesome. I'll have to look at that. that that's cool. What's the premise of the next EP or the next, uh, I guess we kind of said it wasn't an EP, but the next, uh, <laughs> the next LP, like what's, uh, like, where's the inspiration coming from that one? It, uh, just kind of current, current time stuff, you know, I mean, some of the songs that, that I wrote, you know, have to deal with, uh, a lot of, you know, I guess the media, you know, media perceptions, misinformation, you know, stuff like that to just living you know look trying to look to the to the uh the the positives of just every day so you're not just getting overwhelmed you know by all the negative uh that you see on tv and on social media and and the internet and uh they're just kind of uh i don't know uh, they they fit in the moment i just hope that you know they they can stick around so you know two years from now when we're we're past all this like well you know nobody nobody relates to this anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, they say you don't want to write songs that are only will last, you know, for a month, but it, it, you just hope that I don't, yeah. I'm, just, I'm rambling on whatever. <laughs> but you know, for me, that's where I, I tried to look at, at, at things going on now, but, but try and make it a little bit more broad. So, 
you know, play out longer. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't be what... like me who come up with a monkey in the house and then he gets voted out. So, yeah. <laughs> so that could have gone either way. We just right. happen to be on the, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, I don't know that, that. Yeah, I've already rambled. And, and it's and it's interesting though because I think you know, just thinking musically, you know, I think in the We the People uh, seven inch, it feels like there was a a taste of things to come just again thinking musically and 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 thinking about how sort of the four of us come together and you know create great music and i feel like this next lp or whatever whatever it's going to be i think furthers that right i think the songs are a little bit heavier there's still some of those you know sort of classic uh squared off street punk songs in there but it's i think it hits a bit harder you know i won't call it a hardcore uh album but you know it's definitely has those shades and i think i think that that just it pulls from all the influences that, that we're bringing in you know and i think hoser has been talking about wanting to write more hardcore stuff too so so it's i think that it just hits it hits harder and i think that it's you know i said this before like i think there's an evolution to the band but i think that it definitely feels like a movement from you know from some of the earlier stuff one thing is for sure is that I try to write music so that not every song sounds alike. One song I've written is more of a popular slow tempo type of thing. And then another song is really upbeat, hardcore, really, you know, screaming and belching. So that makes it really interesting when it goes on stage when we don't, I don't like going to shows and, and, and seeing a band that I really like, and then next thing you know, it's like, ah, oh, didn't they just play that song? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I like this band, I really like the guys, but man, these songs all sound the same. And it's like, oh, yeah. and I always have told Tony and Noel, I'm like, one thing is for sure is like, when you're on stage, man, show, show face, show face. Don't, don't look at your guitar, don't look at the floor. You're here to entertain them, not the floor. Or yeah, we're not an emo band. <laughs> yeah. so, that's the other, thing. the other thing about going to shows is like, I like this band. They're really cool. They're great guys. But man, all you do is seeing them play their guitar, watching their guitar. While they're, and it's like, where's the interaction? You know, where's the entertainment? So yeah. that's we came a requisite. Here for a, came here for a band, not a... Right. High school talent show. Right. Sure. Yeah. And and that's a requisite here for, for Squared Off is you, you can't. You got to look at your face. You got to look at, at, at people's faces. You got to look and sing with them. Get them in there. And I like throwing my microphone out into the audience, even though I'm still playing. I like to toss it out because it gets them to sing yeah. along. And then I encourage people to come up and sing along on stage. There's no, there's no barrier. I mean... Oh yeah. God! You're gonna throw me off key because oh you bumped into me. Oh God! Jeez. No, <laughs> we're all having a good time. Right. right. The know? barrier is only mental, my friends. Right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're too old to be jumping around stage. Uh, so like, the more we can just sort of <laughs> yes bring bring people up and you know uh, sort of turn it into a good time and keep it you know as a good time, that's great. You know, and I think people show up then like oh squared off is playing. This is cool. Like this is gonna be a good time. Like. I don't right. care what else happens. Like it, it's just gonna be fun. That's awesome. It is. That's really what it's about. Just having a good time, trying to get everybody else to have a good time, and and just you know forget about everything else for for a little while. You know, right? Oh yeah, I feel that. That's the reason why we do what we want to in this uh, in this setting. 
It's the catharsis that we're looking for. Absolutely. Amen to that. Well, as we're, we're going to wrap this up, uh, I appreciate you guys joining. But before we get wrapped up, is there anything else that you'd like to share? We're going to get to you guys have a spot that people can go buy some stuff and some social medias. We'll get to all that right before we wrap up. But is there any final thoughts, anything else that we should know about Squared Off before we wrap this up? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> we did a great job then. We got it all covered. Oh, yeah. then like we just can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, right. Just yes. can't wait to hit the hit the stage. I I guess that's pretty much to sum it all up, man. And right. We've been rehearsing this whole entire year or nine months or whatever to the point where it's like, okay, we're ready to hit the stage, and then we'll see you out there. Right. And, and it, I don't know, but it's probably different for different places. But for us, it was a year. Lockdown started for us in a year and like two, maybe three days. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's a year for most people. Yeah, we played our last show, our drummer's birthday show, where he he played all of his seven bands of his he plays in one in one night. And uh, that was our last show <laughs> nights fourteenth last year. And then after that, everything got shut down. Right. And so I've seen a lot of social media posts because I don't do anything on social media, but keep up with bands. And that is what I've seen a bunch of in the last probably two weeks, but mostly in the last week. Everybody's showing video or pictures of the last show that they were able to play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I also want to just thank all the, you know, the venue owners who are, you know, trying to make it through this to make sure that there are stages to play on. Uh, a gentleman named Adam Human, uh, who's uh, in a band with Fabian, as is everybody in Chicago, it seems. Um, he put out a, a good sort of Save Our Stages compilation as well, mostly Chicago band, sort of multi-genre. But, you know, I, I know that we lost some venues uh, during COVID, and I'm I'm grateful for, you know, for any venue that, that made it through, and I'm hopeful that you know, once when, when shows start happening, people turn out and, and really support those venues and support those bands. Absolutely. If anything, it'll be uh, a lot of uh, pent up, pent up excitement. So it'll just come like wildfire. I want to believe. Yep. Roaring twenties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All over there again. You go. Is that, is that, somebody else say that? Is that trademarked? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard it yet. So I heard it here first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Real quick, before we wrap this up, let's cover the places where people can find you. Guys are on Facebook at Squared Off. You're on Instagram at Squared underscore Off underscore Band. You're on Twitter at Squared Off Band. You guys are on YouTube. You also have a website which is SquaredOffStore.Square.Site. I'm looking at it right now. There's uh, several items on here people can go purchase. Right? You got CDs. You have vinyl for the We the People. You have several patches. You have shirts. I also made an actual website at squaredoffband.com. Excellent. Is there anywhere else that we should look for you? You're, you're on Bandcamp. Mind Your Blank. Yes, you're definitely on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Uh, Bandcamp. Spotify. I've been listening to. Spotify, yes. Spotify, on the go. Please. I've been listening yes. to you guys on Spotify the last uh, week Apple, or so. Apple Music, iTunes, or whatever you want to call it. We're on that as well. I, we're we part of the whole that. CD Baby thing. So whatever streaming services they, they provide, we're on it. Supposedly, awesome. we're in India too. So we'll see. Mm. Yes. <laughs> we're huge in India. That's India. awesome. I don't know if you'll get there at one of the first places you get to when you get to travel, but hopefully someday you get to go there. <laughs> yeah. Right now it's a digital world tour. Yeah, yes. Right. yes. 
I'll yes. be happy to go anywhere after this. You know, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> definitely come out here. Come west. Oh, definitely. But we'll come out there and come yeah. see you out there in the Midwest. Sure. Yeah. Please keep in touch. I mean, um, we we really need, you know, support and help uh, getting the name out and getting into festivals and hopefully someday getting a label, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. We will do that. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate taking the time and getting to learn more about your band and sharing all the information that you guys shared with us. Uh, we will definitely keep playing and thank you very much. We're going to jump into some more squared off music now. The fans who are playing out If no reason why they're playing their part With Bernie Spears and Andy Pride And hear the word It's why our friends We serve these cards To all of the fans who are totally support That's why our friends, we serve these cars! It's a call on the road! Now they're kicking out of town to rain, sleet, and snow, we will be about! In the call of the show! And on the stage and on the ground, fight, sweat, and tears, we will be about! Joining us for the interview, great interview, and just looking forward to all the stuff that they are going to be putting out. Oh, yeah. I mean, because uh, you got the trifecta there. They're a great band, they're great people, and they have great music. 
Absolutely. And again, yeah. we, we played the track off We the People before the interview. And as you heard during the interview, you know, all the band members are part of that recording. Uh, what you just heard was the title track off the album Call of the Road, hence being it called Call of the Road. So uh, only Hoser was in the band, but like right after that is when the band kind of got its current lineup. That was released May 23rd of 16. Uh, good stuff. I, I like it. They talked about that track during the interview. And we have one more older one. Uh, as you will have heard, you know, we've already played uh, We the People. It's a great track. Go back and listen to that episode. And we avoided a couple of the tracks off of their new EP for reasons stated in the interview. So we want to play some yeah. other great stuff that they mentioned from previous releases. Uh, I've already played The Rail on a previous episode, too, so we stuck with a couple title tracks. Last one was Call of the Road. The next one, we're going to play one more track from Squared Off, and it is the title track from the album My World, which they released August 7th of 2014. So let's do one more from Squared Off before we wrap up the show with some metal. Take a day off and let's go away Come on, come on, let's go away Go to a game and have a few drinks What's your day away? Look at all the chicks Hey, this is what I have to say Well, I say I got bills to pay And I get always bread This my world won't just go away Just one day, take a load off, and I'll cover your way. Don't worry, but you'll mean your pay. Let's take a ride, get your mind out of things. Don't you worry about your silly things. Hey man, what are you trying to say? Well, I say, I'm
Great stuff. My World Band squared off. Love the interview. Uh, great job. Just uh, all the way around. Uh, I like what they do, and you definitely got to check them out. I hope they are going to be getting that traction they're looking for you know, over this next 2021 and 2022, that next little bit, you know, however long it takes any bands to get any traction going over the next year or so. Fortunately, so many bands had the opportunity to write new material. So I think for the next year and a half or so, Eric, we are going to be bombarded with some amazing music. Oh, yeah. Some amazing music and some amazing stories, I assume, as well. Right? <laughs> Not a lot of touring stories, but uh, other great stories nonetheless. Well, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure there's some stories as to what was going on on the home front and as opposed to uh, as opposed to being out of their zone and just like, oh, this is what happened. But honestly, when you're when you're at home and you're uh, quarantining and you got all this time on your hands because, uh, you know, work, your work, which is touring, is kind of uh, at a standstill right now. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to write more music. Absolutely. So just hearing the story of where uh, people got the the push and the drive and the inspiration to get to get stuff going despite the circumstances, that's interesting stuff to me. Right. Absolutely. Well, we're going to keep the interviews rolling, at least for the next few episodes. So stay tuned for the next one because we're going to have an interview on that one, and it is going to be a unique interview based off of uh, all the interviews we've ever done, as they all are because they're individuals, but for some other reason. So tune in on the next one. Awesome interview on this one. Eric, let's wrap up the show. Looks like we both have some metal that we're wrapping up the show with. What'd you pick? Well, I picked, I picked a band that I heard of last episode when you, uh, when you played the uh, band schism and you mentioned the uh, other bands that they had been in. I specifically pointed out the band wrench based on that just based on the title of their band right i mean who the fuck names their band wrench it's actually <laughs> kind of funny but you know the name was enough to draw me in so i so i dived in and yep they have a they have a pretty decent catalog of songs in one album called dry heaves and tears which as far as i've uh, seen is the only release that they've done Okay, yeah, I didn't see anything out. else either. Yep, came came out a little bit, a little bit of a decade ago, or not a decade ago, under a decade. It came out in 2012, right? And and yeah, as expected of a band that has such a blunt name as Wrench, I expected nothing but blunt force delivery coming from them. And Yep, they are a slow, stony, sludge, kind of acid rock-infused band, and I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it does so in the in the song that I chose, Smoke Em If You Got Em. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, while I say it's one of the uh, sludgy, doomer, sort of a, uh, sort of a monolithic riffage going on. Yeah, there is quite a few, uh, quite a long set of songs on this album. But every once in a while, they throw a they throw a curveball at you, and this is one of those curveballs. This song is just uh, under two minutes long, and it's pretty damn fast. So this is not to be mis this is not to be uh, a sign of things to come. For if you go and check this band out, 
This is not the only thing that is on that album. Some, most of it is the exact opposite. But that's why this one was a standout to me. And also because this is a pretty long-ass episode. I didn't want to torture you anymore by playing like a seven-minute ode to, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, dropping a tab of acid or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Here's a, so, yeah. Here is a Smoke em If You Got em from Wrench, from Dry Heaves and Tears. And whip them out. Light them up. Let's get cracking. <laughs> full of Jaeger. <laughs> so so yeah, that's Wrench. Not all their songs sound like that, but that's not to that's not to dis- <clears throat> throw the rest of their catalog under disdain because it is a decent album and and yeah, if you're into that same vein as like a Acid Bath or I Hate God or Crowbar or even some High on Fire thrown in there, you know, Wrench is definitely a good band to get into from there. So I recommend that, but where that, I want to know which member came from wrench to get into schism because this is like a night and day situation. Here. Right. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. Yeah. I guess the guy just wanted a change of pace, quite literally a change of pace. Well, <laughs> the music delivery, just from our interview, drummer Fabian, who was not able to join us, you know, he was out playing with his, uh, his band, who th- those guys were saying was very similar to uh, or influenced by Slayer, right? So if you go from drumming mm. for a band that sounds like Slayer to going to a band that sounds like Squared Off, maybe something similar to what you're describing here, going from Wrench to Schism. Yep, must be. You know, because yeah, I look at some of my friends who are in a who are in bands. Some of them are like, yeah, I love ska and I'm into ska music. And I play in a ska band, but I also have another band where I'm playing just straightforward thrash death metal. <laughs> do whatever makes you happy. That That's what I say. If, if you ain't hurting others, do whatever makes you happy. If it's playing in a ska band and playing in the 
thrash metal band, both do it. Yeah. <laughs> or do both at the same time. Create thrash ska. See how that goes out. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll listen. I'll give it a listen. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of like what Leftover Cracks catalog is. Got a lot of thrashy bits in there with a lot of uh, two-tone bits. Right. But, but yeah, it goes to show how uh, creativity creates legends. <laughs> right. Well, let's wrap this show up. I've got one track. Uh, they're from L.A. The band's called Choke Me. They list themselves as fastcore or metalcore. Uh, I think it sounds metal to me. Maybe it'll sound more hardcore to others. They are on Riot City Records. You choose for yourself, but I thought it sounded a, a little metal to me, so I went with it. They released the album The Cousin of Death on June 26th of 2020, so coming up on uh, about nine months old for that one. Let's listen to a track off of it called You Aren't Special, and there's a lot of people out there that need to realize there's, you know, what, seven billion people on this planet. You might think you're special, but you're one of seven billion. You aren't mm-hmm. special. What do you think? Is it sound metal? Is it sound hardcore, fastcore, metalcore? What's your opinion? Let's see. It's those drums at the end. Middle on that, right? The drums at the end, especially man, that's that screams uh, metal to me. Yeah, I was feeling. I was feeling the same way. It just sounds very much like an even blend of what you get from metal and hardcore, and. Really, that is the scope of metalcore. I mean, it's in the title, for God's sake. Right. So, so, yeah, to say 
I would say it's definitely your average even blend of metal and hardcore, metalcore. Though, never really quite getting where, where the fast core is coming from on uh, Choke Me. Well, maybe other tracks, like you pointed out with Wrench, you know, different, you know, that track might not be, uh, you know, a good description or a view of everything you're going to get. Maybe that's the same here with Choke Me. I heard a couple of the tracks, and maybe some of the other stuff is more fast core, but this one right here was definitely, in my mind, metal, and so I threw it here on the metal track to wrap up the show. Well, the way that I see it, it can lean either which way it well, please. Well, it was metal today, and that wrapped up the show. The show is done. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, SLCPunkCast.com. I'm sure some other places. Uh, let us know if you find us other places. We're all over. We like it that yeah. way. We want people to listen. Go find us somewhere. You found us somewhere, go find us other places. Uh, you can find all the bands on Instagram at the choice few at no note Baltimore at steadfast HTX at flogging Molly at squared underscore off underscore band at wrench NYC. And the show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at scary uncle underscore Eric uh, underscore SLC. My band is also on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and we are also on Bandcamp at anonymous dot, at anonymousslc.bandcamp.com and also our Facebook, Anonymous Band SLC. There you go. Perfect. Uh, you can find all the bands on Facebook at The Choice Few, at City Miles Oi, at No Note Baltimore, at Steadfast HTX, at Flogging Molly, at Squared Off, at Wrench.ny, at Choke Me Band, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. That is it. That is all she wrote. I hope you enjoyed the interview. It was a great band, a great interview. We're looking forward to the other interviews that are coming. Uh, Get out there, check out Squared Off, check out all the other bands on the show, and we will see you on the next one. Play the fucking outro. (laughs) 